0: The year is 1983, and the film Valley Girl, starring Nicolas Cage and Deborah Foreman, hit theaters in late April. The small-budget teen rom-com brought in over $1.8 million on its opening weekend, eventually going on to gross $17 million worldwide. The film, a modernized version of Romeo and Juliet, made quite the impression with the production company Atlantic Entertainment, as it managed to accomplish its modest box office triumph with a budget of only $350,000. Wanting to capitalize on the success of this teen romp, Atlantic hired an up-and-coming writer named Jeff Loeb to craft for them their next project in the same youthful vein as Valley Girl. Loeb, along with his writing partner Matthew Weissman, put together a comedy-horror-sports film, which would be their first feature film script, aptly named for The Task at Hand.
1: Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf, which was released in 1985, cast its leading man by a stroke of luck. In 1984, Michael J. Fox was the star of the hit NBC show Family Ties, which ran from 1982 to 1989. However, in 1984, one of Fox's co stars, Meredith Baxter Burney, forced production to halt for several months due to her pregnancy. This sudden availability in Fox's schedule gave him enough time to branch out his career into film, and Fox signed onto two projects Teen Wolf and Back to the Future.
0: This episode, however, is not about Back to the Future. Suffice to say, Back to the Future went on to be a smash success. With a higher production pedigree, written and directed by Robert Zemeckis, and with a significantly larger budget of $19 million, Back to the Future went on to gross over $380 million and received an Oscar for its sound effects. Fortunately for Atlantic Entertainment, the July release date of Back to the Future forced them to delay the premiere of Teen Wolf. The change in schedule worked out splendidly for Atlantic, as one month later, in August of 1985, the film's leading man was a massive rising star. The Back to the Future craze led to summer moviegoers eager to turn out to Fox's next project. As a result, Teen Wolf managed to gross over $33 million on the back of a $1.2 million budget.
1: While the film was a financial success for Atlantic, It was critically panned and much reviled by the film's star. Michael J. Fox was so repulsed by the final product that he made it known immediately that he would not participate in any sequels. With a film so poorly received, a sequel was difficult to imagine in the first place. However, now having been able to make strong returns on two low-budget teen films in a row, Atlantic had no intention of stopping the music. Thus, pre-production on Teen Wolf 2 began
0: going back to the well of the hitchhiker writers a tv series on which loeb and weissman both worked atlantic brought in christopher lech as the sequel's director and hired tim kring to work them up a new script in search of a new leading man to fill the shoes left by fox atlantic tapped an up-and-coming young actor making his feature film debut jason bateman Featuring return appearances from several actors from the first film, Mark Holton as Chubby, James Hampton as Harold Howard, and the character Styles making a return, although Jerry Levine did not reprise his role here. Teen Wolf 2, as in I am also a Teen Wolf, brings viewing audiences back to the world of the original, a new chapter in a tale about change, acceptance, and growth at a pivotal time in a young man-wolf's life. A tale as old as time.
1: Welcome to the follow up. So, we are in the Halloween spirit. It is, <laughs> um, is October as of the recording of this episode. Uh, so, this seemed like an apt sequel for that reason for us to discuss, uh, but also because it was mentioned when we talked in our previous episode, the uh, episode about aliens. Uh, a.k.a. the kind of the intro to the show, that some sequels are unexpected. You know, Aliens was interesting because it was kind of a hard-fought battle to make that movie happen. Uh, Teen Wolf 2 wasn't pre-planned, and I very much so don't think was um, going to have happened if Teen Wolf didn't become the success that it was. And Teen Wolf wasn't really supposed to be a success. Like, if not for Back to the Future coming out, like, literally a month before, that film probably also would have been a flop. So, to return to a world that it seemed like no one really wanted to be in in the first place is kind of wild. Um,
0: yeah, it's hard to imagine where, which is why, I like, the plot of Teen Wolf 2. Was so interesting because after watching the first one, it's hard to imagine what happens after Teen Wolf. Like Scott, the main character in the first one, who is played by Michael J. Fox, um, it's like, okay, he accepted that he's a wolf. He's this big basketball star. Uh, what is it? Teen Wolf takes on the NBA next? Um, I just I had trouble envisioning where the second one would take us, which is why watching the sequel, I had so much trouble processing it in the beginning, because I think I mentioned this to you when we were watching it, Joshua, like I was Scott, Michael J. Fox from the original was mentioned and brought up. And there's clearly some relation because Jason Bateman's character is his cousin, but the whole time i'm like what happened to scott where is scott he was this big teen wolf superstar and now it's just his cousin comes into town it was i had no idea where it was going in the first like 10 to 15 minutes of the film
1: it's also um it's interesting from a like writing and production standpoint because they very very clearly wanted to you know just kind of cash in on what was the unexpected success and tried to hit as many of the same beats as the original as they could. You yeah. know, like they they weren't trying to expand the world of Teen Wolf here. You know, like like you said, it's not an exploration into what else Michael J. Fox or a Michael J. Fox character is getting into, how else this is impacting a werewolf's life. <laughs> it is only it is the same situation ish just with a different person. Which is also not really the goal of a sequel. Like unlike Predators sequel Prey, which is now the second time we've talked about prey <laughs> in two episodes. Yeah. Where the interesting thing is the experience of this occurrence. Like and a predator is here. Fuck, what do we do? Right. That's what makes those movies interesting, which is why Prey works as almost a carbon copy of the original with, you know, some minor change, well, major changes um, in terms of, uh, but minor in terms of plot, I'll put it that way. Uh, but doesn't work here because that's not the interesting part of, of Teen Wolf original, if there is one. Is is not um, worth revisiting. It's it's not like oh oh yeah, yeah yeah the the unfortunate transition the like allegory for puberty puberty that we're seeing in the original. Let's just watch it again.
0: That's exactly. not what's interesting.
1: What's interesting is seeing how you have to adapt and overcome new obstacles or have to deal with. You know, this one time initial change in how you are viewed societally or how that affects your athletic prowess. Um, It's not that you want to see those specific things, it's that I want to see new things that have to be addressed based on this occurrence instead of just a rehashing.
0: Yeah, it was such a carbon copy. It's like the the sports angle instead of basketball, it was boxing for some reason. Instead of
1: high school, it's college, right?
0: And the, like the same exact kind of relational dynamic between you 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 meet this girl, she becomes your friend. You guys The kind really of like outcast girl, right? Yeah. Right? And then the hot girl who adopted a southern accent midway through the movie.
1: No, no, she started <laughs> with the southern accent, which was wildly confusing because you almost felt her like like, swing up into it. Like, he almost followed her go, ha! Like, like she had to, like, get it started. She had to rev it up like a diesel engine. Right. Um. It even had the same beat, which I, I have as one of those my notes that was so strange, like, really how much they were trying to carbon copy the original of the disinterested coach. Yeah. Which worked in... A, this is so, like in the weeds of it, but that works in a movie about high school because most high school coaches are teachers, right? Like, they work at the school as your fucking history teacher and they're the women's soccer coach. Right. So to be a little bit more disconnected is perfectly believable because, like, yeah, this is maybe... One of the two reasons, coach or a teacher, is not why you're here. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, okay, I got it. Like, whatever. If your job is college boxing coach, you don't, you're not a professor. You got hired to do that. And so to have him be disinterested in it too was weird because you're not around kids all day the way that a basketball coach would be because you literally had a whole full work day dealing with teenagers. Your only job is boxing coach. So to have you be like, but then they also made him like care enough that he keeps his job by winning. Cause part of the plot was I, I'm going to get fired if we don't win, but I'm also aloof because I don't know why, <laughs> because the yeah. other guy was.
0: And the, the fact that boxing was somehow this college's claim to fame, and it was the you know the and also speaking of carbon copies, like the dean and the principal, I think they pulled from the same exact dialogue in most of the you know like I'm I'm the sheriff around here kind of tough guy attitude, um, and the fact that again the entirety of this film's success, uh, sorry of the like the character the schools. Um, success was based on the fate of this boxing team in this particular season. Um, which which leads me to another question I had. In the beginning, they talk about how they, they let this kid go on, uh, this kid Jason Bateman, in on a scholarship, on an athletic scholarship, and Jason Bateman has no idea why. And then they tell him, oh, it's because you're boxing, I'll see you at practice and he's like what so i i just don't well, there's so, so many shoe-horned of the
1: administrative in there. aspects of this make no fucking sense that off the jump what you just said because they also like the dean of the school the university cares about one specific guy's athletic scholarship already that's dumb second of all the boxing coach was the guy who scouted him and saw that his cousin was a teen wolf and thinks that he's gonna be a teen wolf (laughs) so i'll take a chance by giving him a full ride to the school but jason like none of it makes sense the thing with styles and his dropping and adding of classes on jason bateman's behalf makes no sense like this feels like it was either written by somebody who Went to college but was like, no one's going to care enough. I, I, I know we need a registrar's office in here for this shot. <laughs> right. But no one's going to care enough to actually like, think about it very hard. Or it was written by somebody who does not know how college works. And it was like, I will do... No research into this.
0: What I wish had happened, and I thought they were heading there with this kind of science angle, because he first gets there, right? And he's some sort of science, biology prodigy of some sort. And he wants to be a veterinarian, which is also fucking hilarious. Um, I thought, and in the class in which the teacher is also a werewolf, um, that's revealed at the end of the movie. But I really thought they were going to be like, oh, okay, maybe there's a, because you know in college, there's presentations and things and they they did the whole like exam montage but i was really hoping it would have been like a a final presentation on this is where werewolves come from and then we would have gotten some oh, answers you thought that
1: the veterinarian education <laughs> would come back into play
0: right Asi- aside from the dead frog
1: Half they had a half frog ro- fight? Like it's a food fight. And the teacher comes in, and she said, Are you having a frog fight in my class? Like, not again. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's an established thing that just happens here in Colorado. But oh, also okay. there's palm trees because it's not Colorado. And so
0: I thought that this movie was more interesting than the first one. And that, like, I feel like it had more opportunities to kind of dig a little deeper and explore some of it. Like the relationship he has with the girl who I don't know her name. It seemed I was like, oh, like I'm I'm actually a little bit invested in this. Like this is like a first love scenario. Nikki. Nikki, um Nikki, what's his, what's his, Jason Bateman's character's
1: name? Todd. Todd and Nikki. Wow, I did not realize his character's name was Todd.
0: And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is like a really, you know, a, a first college love. Like I was really invested in it and then they did again nothing with that.
1: Well, and it, it, I actually think it's less it's interesting because it's different, but it's less effectively done than in the original. Because in the original, um, Michael J. Fox's character um, and his love interest were friends. Like, like they had known each other. There was clearly, like, a will-they-won't-they they dynamic from the second that you meet them. That's a good point. And so to have Booth be disinterested or, or disillusioned with Michael J. Fox's attitude as he becomes... The Teen Wolf made a little bit more sense because she's like, "Oh, you've changed." Like I am emotionally invested in you as a person, yeah. and you have changed not in terms of your physical change, but in terms of your emotional and and, and social change. Whereas the girl in the sequel, uh, Nikki Estelle, or sorry Estee Estee Chandler, um, <laughs> you just met this guy. Fuck them. like yeah. Who, who fucking you just met this guy? And but she, that's that's again going back to like they just tried to hit the beats, which for a comedy film I feel like actually isn't the worst thing. Like, comedy films to a certain extent are about setup and punchline, and to that extent, and same thing with with, with rom coms. Rom coms need some level of uh, meet cute. Tension and resolution. Like there are formulas to these things. And this film had a predecessor that did so functionally, but and big, but it wasn't effective really in the first one. That was not a good film. It had outside influence for why it was financially successful. And so to recreate it, I feel like they didn't go different enough. Yeah. Like, what would be more interesting than tying this back to the original where, you know, you had um, Todd's – oh, actually, I'm looking – no, okay. It... Yeah, sorry. I have confused myself. To tie it back to the original and to have um, Harold Howard, bad name, the uncle, a.k.a. Michael J. Fox's dad, have him be in it at all felt kind of silly. Because if we're going to acknowledge the fact that at the end of the movie, the – bio teacher is also a werewolf then we're saying that oh these creatures exist outside of this specific family to which point and you've basically said this already too why bring it back why put the thought of scott in our head at all exactly why like why make chubbs which i'm so sorry that that's his nickname or his only character's name um but why make him, like, be on the boxing team and now all of us... And it's not a, it's a big thought, but why make all of us be like, oh, you are just... You're switching from basketball to boxing in college? like
0: that's... And you also play the tuba and you're also in every scene that uh Todd is in, like, and just also to have the familiar S- character? And also
1: Styles is here? Yeah. Styles's character was weird, too, and I, I reserved what I was going to say about him until we were going to go ahead and record, but I had mentioned... I didn't like what they did with this character because what was styles? What did he have to gain from bringing out the wolf in Jason Bateman's character?
0: Well, financial compensation in How? some way. Well, he was, again, there was this montage of him collecting all this money and selling these shirts. Like he's just all up. St- what I gathered from styles is that he loves to be adjacent to, or tied in some way to the action, to the fame of it. But he's also profiting off of it, as we see in the first film, but also in the second one. And And it doesn't seem like um, Jason Bateman's character is concerned about that at all, like about the, 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 the merch and everything like that, because I remember it being such a big to-do in the first film of like, oh, you're making shirts, like everybody's walking around with a Teen Wolf shirt, whereas in the second movie, it was like, you know this is expected this is just what happens when somebody becomes a wolf this is just Styles's thing he just capitalizes
1: off it Well but that's the thing is he doesn't really capitalize off of it until the end of the movie. Styles in the first one has an, a, a preconceived idea of what he wants to do right like he wants to buy that keg he wants to throw that you know go to that party so that he can achieve his own social status. And then as the film progresses, he throws his own parties where he charges money. Then he creates merch and starts selling that. In this movie, Stiles is like, we're going to make him a Teen Wolf. And then there's no real reason for that. And then at the end of the movie, he's selling merch as an homage to the first movie. But to that end, and again, this is where like following the formula doesn't really... or, Or just trying to bring in certain aspects of the original doesn't really play in the sequel because it's conflicting with who's as um, I was about to say Skyler uh styles is like it's okay to not take high school very very seriously in a movie um, in, in real life you don't pay for high school if you go to a public school um it seems as though by the end of the movie as well Styles is taking college seriously because I one would assume he's paying for it. Um, And it's shown by him studying. So for him to be blowing it off kind of halfway is also like an odd character trait.
0: Yeah, I think just like the original, I think they played off of the, we're freshmen, we it's the freshmen versus the seniors because that original scene in the beginning of Teen Wolf two, when he pulls up into the parking spot and like, they're like, and the the Southern girl and her little posse is like, Oh, you thought you could park here, blah, blah, blah. And then like, who are you? You, you, you stupid fucking freshman, Um, so I think that Styles sees that as like, Oh, this is our ticket to not be at the bottom of the food chain in college. But as far as his character development, like, by the end of it you're right he does start to care about school or, or at least him and chubb are that?
1: studying jason bateman comes in <laughs> jason bateman comes in and is like hey you want to go for like a drive not hey do you want to go shoot up that's like hey you want to go out for a drive and they're all like fuck you man you change right and it's like i mean of all the things he could come into a college dorm saying hey do you want to go do going for a drive is so inoffensive that having these guys react so harshly is bizarre. Yeah. Um another slight difference or uh, relatively major difference that but, but between the films um and we're doing a lot more referencing to the original film as opposed to what we did in the, the previous episode because there are so many contrasts to what got done here that I think is what led to this being an unsuccessful movie. We had the advantage and our last episode of it being about a successful film. Aliens is, is, is a right. good movie at the end of the day. And this very much so is not, which is a hallmark of lots of sequels. Lots of sequels get made that are, are bad. But in herein we are trying to diagnose why. <laughs> Whereas the successes of Aliens are not necessarily built on the back of Alien or in contrast to it as much. So, one of the other differences between this film and, and its predecessor, Teen Wolf, Uno, um, winning. Because that's another thing that isn't so much. Like, in Teen Wolf, the team, the basketball team is bad. And while the guys are kind of disappointed in that, everyone's, I not want to say okay with it, but there's no pressure on them to win. The principal isn't coming down and saying, you got to win or I'm. I'm going to fail all of you um, or you'll be expelled or something like that. Um, The the, the conflict, while, again, it's not well executed, (laughs) is a little bit more subtle in which it's, hey, if we're going to lose, I want to be playing because even though we were bad before, we all got to play and we all got to share the attention. Mm -hmm. And that was... You know about sharing the spotlight, about not being selfish, about checking your ego. And in this film, it's like you better fucking win, or I'm firing this coach, and I'm taking away your scholarship, and I'm I'm gonna be a, a you know a horrible guy. Uh, and so there's pressure on the team to win. And when Jason Bateman comes out in the final boxing match to box as Jason Bateman and not as the Teen Wolf. It's for one thing, it's not quite as effective. And for another thing, it's selfish. Because he's also like putting his coach's job on the line. And like, yeah, he wins, which is also super lame. But Michael J. Fox coming out as not the teen wolf was selfless. The guys were all being like, we want time with the ball, we want to feel special when we're playing the game. The guys in the boxing match they all seemed kind of cool with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like they don't have to fight the guy. And there was like one off remark that was super confusing where Michael, or not Michael, or, um, Jason Bateman was like, what? That's a, that's Chubbs' weight class or something like, like they were making some reference to how they're, I guess being unfairly divvied up. But like, I don't know enough about boxing or how these matches were going to understand that some part of this playtime was unfair.
0: Well, it was when Jason Bateman was the Teen Wolf, he was boxing in a, in a higher weight class, which happened to be the weight class of one of his teammates. So because of that, the teammate couldn't play, like, was bumped out of that. Because you, if you're in a weight class, you can't, like, you know, you have to play or box in your weight class. And so the idea was that he was taking the spot of somebody else. Um but I feel like I, I don't really get it because you'd, you'd imagine like logistically or scientifically rather, a wolf weighs more than a teen boy. And when he first turned into the wolf, he was just fighting in his like regular dagular weight class. and then they ex- And then from that point on, they expected him to fight as the wolf. So then they like changed his weight class.
1: And we're, we're not talking about it because it's the same thing that happened in the original. But when Jason Bateman is the wolf, is decided by absolutely nothing. Yeah, like it seems as though he has full autonomy over that. Whereas the standard myth of the werewolf is only during a full moon at night. Um, but that that is also true in the original. So while it, there's no good rules around it, at least that is weirdly consistent
0: yeah and like what are the rules because uh, what are the rules rules? um historically (laughs) i thought werewolves were fucking dangerous like i nobody nobody in this film or or the original was like ah you're a you're a werewolf oh my god run for my life the the girl when he changed when jason bateman changed into wolf goes you're a dog Ew! I danced with a dog.
1: Like she and she sounded that Tennessee Williams goofy. <laughs> like,
0: oh, I too declare. Yeah. So it's like what exactly the full moon thing? It, uh, and I wish like if he's he's <laughs> wor- getting
1: visibly frustrated.
0: No, I am because he he he's you know makes it a point to go to this college library right and is lashing out and is irritable and is and and first of all his he's really. Um, uh. He readily gets, like, visibly and physically angry towards this girl. Like, he literally... Oh, um, Nikki? Yeah, um, thank you. Like, he... And it's almost like you get, like, a little bit of that, like, anger, like, when he was asking to enroll his classes, like, the eyes turn red, and he's like, I'm gonna get what I want, but, like, I don't know. But anyway, so, with the library thing, like, you have access seemingly to the internet as well and all of these things why not look up more about being a werewolf or more about the origin and it's not just him like nobody's doing this research Nikki's not doing this research who's she's meant to play this kind of like you know goody two-shoes book smart charming girl and even she's not it bothers me that it doesn't tie back
1: at all which is also not to excuse it, but it's also from the original, which is the radical acceptance. Yeah. of, Oh, hey, werewolves are real, and there's one that attends. And I want to fuck classes. it
0: because well, all these people are f- attracted to this werewolf that looks like, like I don't, <laughs> like a I don't the even effects know. Are, the
1: effects are not good. Let's put it that way. Um, so. That actually also comes back to one of the other differences b- between these two films, which is in the original, the second Michael J. Fox becomes the teen wolf, he is cool. Yeah. People love it. They're like, oh shit, werewolf, I'm going to be <laughs> its best friend. That's the coolest shit. It's like he got, it's like he was the first guy in high school to get a car. Right. But instead, he grew hair all of his body and a gigantic beard. Um, and in this one, Jason Bateman gets ridiculed, which is also like of the emotions you are going to feel <laughs> when someone becomes a werewolf. Yeah, Is ridicule amongst one of those initial reactions? If we're ignoring fear, if we're saying fear is not going to be what you feel, I would say intrigue is more applicable than just... <laughs> Fuck you, dog boy. Yeah, which is essentially oh, what yeah. they do. They put they, like the 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 dog food at, in front of his his dorm room door. They put fleas on him in class. Yeah, there's a whole bullying thing here, which is again confusing because I I, I don't mean to make the original sound good. Like I wouldn't recommend watching this film series, mm-hmm. but at least in the original, the idea was I'm Michael J. Fox. Girls won't look at me. People don't think I'm cool. I'm not good at sports. Yeah. I become Teen Wolf. Bam, I'm awesome. But Jason Bateman just gets to college. We don't have a sense of who he is at the university Yeah. because he doesn't have a sense of who he is yet. Like this happens almost day one, right? Yeah. So to have him have to face ridicule is also difficult because it's like, well, what's the message here, what is the transition? Is it that transitioning into college is hard? Because, well, it, yeah, like it is. This isn't exactly adding any color to that dynamic, though. Whereas, at least with the Michael J. Fox and basketball thing, like, yeah, he's short, he gets taller. This is puberty. I don't know what this is meant to represent because I have a strong feeling the answer is nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah and the fact that at first i was like i actually like maybe i'm following along in the beginning like i don't you know i don't i i'm i fear being the thing that i didn't want to be right i don't want to become a wolf like my uncle i (laughs) hate when he (laughs) i hate when he changes like that in the car like like this is like a party trick that that his uncle apparently just seemingly does, which is like a hilarious scene because he's so cute. The uncle, when he's a werewolf, he's such a cute werewolf.
1: <laughs> they make like... him into a werewolf Furby essentially.
0: Exactly. And then Jason Bateman's like, I oh, I hate when you do that. Can you not do that when we get to the school? But yet everybody knows who this kid is, who Jason Bateman is when he gets to the school and everyone is seemingly like, nice to him. So the fact that they make fun of him when he becomes a wolf doesn't make sense to me because he was so i guess well-known or revered or everyone seemed really interested in him when he got there because he is wolf blood or something like that. Um so the I forget where the hell I was going no, with No that's that.
1: fine. Speaking speaking of the uncle, that's one of the other beats that I did kind of miss from this from this film like While it wasn't, again, impactful in the way it should be, the scene in the original where Michael J. Fox has that conversation with his dad where he's like, I'm a wolf and him and his dad bond over that. And, you know, it's, again, meant to represent that you are joining this community, right? Like you are... Becoming a man, essentially, in in that specific context. Like, him becoming a werewolf was his bar mitzvah. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, (laughs) boys becoming men. Men (laughs) Men becoming becoming wolves. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Jason Bateman never calls his uncle, which is also wild because it's like, all right, I'm Jason Bateman. I know werewolves exist because half of my family is werewolves. I am convinced I will not become one because it has, for some reason, skipped my family. Oops, I was wrong. I am a werewolf. I have a great relationship with my werewolf uncle. I will never call him to talk about it. Yeah. It's very strange. And the uncle has that line in the beginning of, if you ever need anything, call me. Which is very reminiscent of when Michael J. Fox was in the bathroom in Teen Wolf 1, where his dad's like open the door I'm sure I'll understand right but Jason Bateman never goes back to his uncle and that's that's the whole thing this movie keeps missing emotional beats there there which are necessary for every movie whether it's comedy or horror or whatever there there needs to be something that that makes you helps you to understand how to feel or how to sympathize with the characters yeah he should have called the uncle.
0: He should have. And I just a flashback to the first one. That was my favorite scene in the transition scene in the first. In the bathroom movie where he's transitioning so and it's and then he opens the door and like this teddy bear
1: like you were not expecting it at all. And
0: then you're like and it happened so early in the movie that you're <laughs> like, like 20 minutes. that you're like, oh, fuck. And the same thing with the second one. He turns into a wolf. Not even, like, you haven't even passed syllabus week yet,
1: and he's turned into a wolf. Well, the timeline of this movie is also wild, because it ends at the end of the first semester, because they're about to do finals. And so it's like, whoa! You're telling- Which, again, makes it way more confusing from Nikki's perspective, the love interest, because, like, you're gonna tell me he turned into a wolf seemingly week one, became a giant asshole for, like, what, four months? And you're still hanging around? you seem like a lovely lady with lots of prospects because you're smart and you've got it all going on. Right? Fuck this
0: piece of trash. And that's, and I think that's where like both it was cast. Well, I think because the teen wolf in both of those films are super, they're super charming and they're cute. You know, like you understand why people would fall in love or be interested in just that character, not as a wolf. Um, the other thing that was really perplexing to me was, like, was this a musical or wasn't this a well, musical? A, again, they were
1: definitely trying to go back to the dance number that – there's because there's a dance number in Teen Wolf 1 as well. Does that – I mean – but it doesn't play here – because like, what's confusing is, like, Jason Bateman starts with a microphone. Like, Styles comes yeah. out talking into a microphone, throws the mic to Jason Bateman to start singing as the wolf. Yeah. Jason Bateman sings into the microphone, throws it away, and keeps singing what at a volume that's heard over the loudspeakers. Without a mic. But, but so <laughs> then it's like, oh, so he's not actually singing. Everyone, he was lip-syncing. No, he was actually singing. And it's like... Again, while those things aren't big deals for a movie that deals with werewolves, <laughs> not having rules that make sense for the parts of things that we in regular life understand makes it tough to look at your movie and feel any you the upcoming emotional beats. Because you're focused on like, wait, what, is he singing or lip syncing? Because this is also the voice of a black man. <laughs> well,
0: that... Um, I mean, Actually, I know you flagged immediately
1: because it was weird.
0: Uh, <laughs> not only, you know, he the way that the the costume work, because when he originally turns into the wolf, you can tell that that is Jason Bateman in a costume. When he comes out in the singing montage, you can very much tell that that is a black man that they tried desperately not to show the skin color of the actor in the costume. like i I fully believe his stunt double, the wolf double was a black man. Um and it's just like what's the it wasn't like oh the 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 school dances or the, not the school dance like the 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 dean's fundraisers coming up and oh, I don't have a date to the dance or that kind of scenario. This party seemingly happens out of nowhere. And the wolf is the main attraction to it or the main event. And then there's a synchronized dance routine that goes on for a very long time. And then, of course, Nikki walks in a frame and is just disgusted by the whole thing or and walks out like, oh, you've, you know, you've changed. You're not even interested in me. I was, you know, maybe her thoughts are like, I wanted to go to this fundraiser or dance with you. And you're out here showing off for all these people who don't even really like you.
1: Which would, again, make more sense if Nikki and Jason Bateman, like, were high school sweethearts or high school friends that went to college together. And they figured, well, at least we have each other, you know, like, we can be friends with each other here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going to college is scary because it's a whole new social circle. But at least we have each other to fall back on. And then... Nikki's like, well, fuck, he's popular, being Teen Wolf as well, and I have nobody. But that's not true. Like, she has no reason—she just met this guy. Yeah. I'm not saying she has, like, a burgeoning social life, because we don't get to see that. But, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that she does. The only thing we know about her is that she's in Jason Bateman's fucking biology class. Like, it's—and— to that same effect, I would like to talk briefly about the sex in these two movies, because it's weird. So, yeah. in Teen Wolf 1, Michael J. Fox is lamenting to his love interest, Boof, which is it should tell you it's not a good movie. That the love interest's yeah. name is Boof. Exactly. Which does mean to chug alcohol up your ass. So, you <laughs> know it's not...
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Anyway... So he's lamenting to Boof about how there's this girl that he would really love to date, but she won't give him the time of day. Then later on, as the teen wolf, there's a really funny like blowjob sex scene that happens and then which leads Michael J. Fox to be like, oh, I got the thing I wanted, but I don't think it's actually what I want like w- which is synonymous of the whole film like I have achieved right. the thing that I thought I would want. I don't actually want that. What I wanted was right in front of me the, the whole time.
0: time.
1: Which, again, it's not executed well, but it is... a You understand it, right? And that's why that's in there. Teen Wolf 2 doesn't have that. Instead, it does have Jason Bateman, like, awkwardly trying to talk to those two girls in the beginning that he then has a three-way with later in the movie, But there's no emotional impact of that. Like, the sex served a purpose in the original Teen Wolf, and the only purpose it seems to serve in Teen Wolf 2 is to say, this guy fucks, which... Yeah. We don't need that. We don't need it to say that. Like, it it took what was a good, like, emotional beat from the original and, again, stripped it of its meaning and context to just point out this guy fucks which right. isn't necessarily like the worst like you know sex can be in movies like some people do fuck but <laughs> it's it, it's just so odd because it almost seemed like a shoehorn beat because like two scenes later those girls leave him at the mini golf place. yeah
0: yeah i feel like we're we're not getting and I guess because it's happening over the course of a semester, like we're not getting the full picture of college life for this, this teen Wolf, because it's like, okay, he, we get him enrolling for classes. We get him somehow being, first of all, it's also just like not how school scholarships work. I feel like athletic scholarships, but that's fine. We see him like kind of deal with this conflict with athletics But then as far as like anything in his classes, any of the antics that happen are wolf related antics. And then any of the, the social scenes that happen are also wolf related. Like the fact that he has a three way with those girls is strictly because he's the wolf so it's just like what sorry i have no idea where i'm going with this
1: well no the 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 classroom thing was also confusing because part of that montage was showing him getting an a plus in one of his classes and everyone being like good job jason bateman but then at the end of the semester she was like you need to pass this exam or you fail but it's like i thought he was doing just fine why else show us that a plus paper
0: when he got to the school like the, the professor was like oh we have like a prodigy on our hair or, you know what i mean like he was he's good at
1: school they sorry they, they they acknowledge how much of a scientific prodigy is because they say that he won the tri-county science fair <laughs> which is like the least impressive sounding accomplishment why go that small in scope yeah right. you think that the this college professor is like keeping up on who's winning the tri also which tri-county are you from this county because if you're not which you you know i don't think most people necessarily in the state of colorado live in the tri-county of uh, uh, whatever it doesn't matter like just say you won the state science fair right why go why drill down to tri counting the other like from a writing perspective too
0: the other thing that Felt a little like forced was the fact that this wolf professor was also his faculty advisor, and she made mention of it in every scene that she was in. She was like, Well, as your faculty advisor, I should know, as if like she knew things she wasn't, she wouldn't have known. And the, the writers were like, Oh, he needs a faculty advisor, let's just make her that.
1: Well, she was clearly meant to have heightened dialogue because they were going to reveal at the end of the movie that she was a wolf, too. Right. Uh, three. Uh, but they like needed uh, to give this actress a reason to have more interest, heightened yeah. dialogue with uh, Jason Bateman. So like, ah, uh, faculty advisor. It was
0: so heavy handed. But the minute I took, the minute she came on, the minute she came on screen, I looked at you and I was like, why is she looking at him like she wants to fuck him? And I said, I bet she's a wolf. And at the end, of course she's a wolf because it was like it was every we focused on her almost too much for her to not be anything other than just the faculty advisor or the um the uh professor, which it's just really funny because as the faculty advisor, like you're supposed to have an office like we never see him actually do any. We never see her actually do any faculty advising, which is also fine. Well, if
1: anything, that's the more interesting follow-up, and that's how one would think you would expand the world of an original, which is to say, okay, well, here's a woman who works in a professional capacity as a werewolf and has clearly made very careful measure to only display that side of her when necessary, right? That is building upon the idea of like, okay, so it's not just I'm a teenager. Oops, I'm a wolf. How do I deal with that? Now it's like I know I'm a wolf and I have to now have advanced control as I enter into situations that are more threatening to me it, within, again, the confines of a regular social setting. Like my boss is an asshole. I have power though. How do I interact with that?
0: Yeah, I think that the more interesting sequel would have been focusing on the professor because I think there's so many routes you could have gone with it. Like the, you know, Jason Bateman gets to school and doesn't want to be a wolf. He's taking, he wants to be a veterinarian. He's taking this animal fucking sciences class or biology class. And the teacher is focusing on, I guess, like mammals or like predators and things like that. Like, I just, I really think they could have ran with it. And then at the end, or maybe the professor was like, really hard on him for some reason and you're like why and then at the end it's like oh she's a werewolf it's just it, sh- she lacked depth and i think it oh, could have been a did really one of the characters big...
1: lack depth in this movie
0: i just feel like again like it's almost it's almost the
1: movie i wanted but it's oh, just it's so, so, so many... far it's so far this this movie was also and we'll oh, in the the wrap up to this i'll make more mention of this film was also very poorly received (laughs) I'd imagine yeah um I had two quotes that I wrote down because they really one I bothered me so much and one I just could not stop internally laughing at uh when Jason Bateman comes into or, or no is is waiting for the professor in the classroom and then Nikki's character comes in he's like hey I'm looking for the professor and the Nikki goes ah the professor she is omnivorous and bipedal and I'm like Fuck you. Like, fuck. This is such bizarre screenwriting. Because it's it's... like, well, science fiction films, the nerds always use science jargon. So she's a biology major, I assume. Let's make her use biology jargon. But it's like, you're telling me that she eats meat and vegetables and walks on two legs? That's no God damn it. No one talks like that.
0: And she also says it so flirtatiously, and that's like the original. that's like the meat cute. Everyone's moment. lines to him are
1: flirtatious. Yeah. That's Everyone's true. lines to Jason Bateman in this movie are a little bit sexual. <laughs> um the other quote I had written down that I just could not really get my head around, and it just killed me, was when the boxer. At the opposing school, gets weirdly interviewed by a man holding a tape recorder, not a microphone. Mm. A tape recorder. He the boxer snatches the tape recorder out of his hand and says into it, "Every dog has his day, and his day is mine." He <laughs> <laughs> really thought he did something there. Well, I I, no, I swear to you, I that feels like. The writer in the writer's room started thinking, like, every dog has his day. That's a killer thing. How do I re- make that reflexive onto Jason Bateman in a threatening way? Right. And he couldn't really pull it off, but he was like so proud he got it, kind of, that it's like, right. this makes the movie. This well, he could.
0: Cut. I would have even liked, like, every dog has his day and that day's cut or something, you know what I mean? Or like, that day's today or something
1: that. and that day is mine and every dog has his day and his day is mine yeah i don't get that which basically would mean that like he's gonna have his day but it will instead be my day but in order for that to be possible it has to be his day so he's saying (laughs) it's so it's it it's ridiculous it's dumb um some some Kind of, I guess you know, little wrap-up questions and 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 thoughts for you. Uh, does this film further the story of the original in any meaningful way for you? Ugh, no, no, it really. No. Again, we, as we mentioned, like there are avenues to go down that I think would accomplish yeah. that. That would that would be. I don't want this goes to go be so bold as to say it'd be interesting, but would certainly or make it a good movie. Right? Accomplish more than what this film accomplishes.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: There is no real character development in this film from like a, a broader beyond the scope of this one movie from a two two film, yeah, arc so arc. to speak. Like mm-hmm. like no one is continuing their growth from the first movie. If anything, there's less um, yeah. because most of the characters are exactly the same. Yeah, or just don't have any real screen time. Like Howard Harold Howard Howard Harold, whatever the dad's name was, the Wolf Dad. Yeah, the Wolf Dad. Do you think they would have made a third?
0: I think if it was well received, they would have made a third. So
1: I think the same thing. But, but the issue is what do you do next? Because clearly they felt the need to keep this guy a teenager because you said, "Hey, we are Teen Wolf." That's the that's the franchise. Yeah. Would it be Teen Wolf three or would they have to make the, the wolf an adult or a preteen
0: teen wolf also also postscript Teen wolf. um i think they would have kept the wolf as a teen in some capacity but there would have had to have been some sort of elevated conflict like maybe it's years and years later and all of a sudden, or maybe like there, another teen wolf in some other part of the state. Apparently all the teen wolves are just in this one town. <laughs> so maybe in another part of the town, like a teen wolf ended up having, um, like an episode and like was violent. Like there has to be stakes in the third one because then I could see it. Tell me there's a third one, by the way, tell no, me there is. No, there is not. Cause I, I could see it going, like I said, like, um, there being some sort of conflict and then people being like, actually we should look into this and then finding that the, how they came about and all of this stuff. I think they could, you know what I hoped that this second movie would have been. I think there's still opportunity because this second, this sequel did absolutely nothing. I think they do have room to kind of make it a better movie. Plus I think doing a movie like Teen Wolf nowadays, um, they would have, you know, um, enhanced it in some ways. W- wasn't there a TV show?
1: So, so in, in the world of the teen, the greater Teen Wolf franchise, there is also a TV show, and I believe the film is getting remade. The Teen Wolf show has, ran for six seasons. Wow. Um, it was an MTV production, ran from 2011 till uh, 2017. Um, I don't know if there's plans for a revamped film at this point um i also didn't really look into it mm-hmm. oh actually yes sorry teen wolf the movie is scheduled to be released on paramount plus in 2023 so we can
0: oh my god keep
1: an eye honestly, out for that i think it it
0: would be the best one
1: honestly i think we need to watch this show
0: i know yeah 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 oh
1: yeah the the effects What's also interesting as we get into, uh, I'll tell you the box office for this in just a moment, is this film had a significantly larger budget than its predecessor. The original Teen Wolf, as we'd said in the introduction, had a $1.2 million budget. This film's budget was $3 million.
0: And what was that spent on?
1: That's what I was about to ask you. Location? That was the, oh, we're on the same page. That's the only thing I could possibly fucking think of. Yeah. Shooting at the college, yeah. And boxing as a setup requires a little bit more equipment. Sure. So to that end, because that's, I mean, that's what makes basketball our popular sport within urban environments in the first place. All it requires is a basketball court and then a ball, whereas boxing, you have to have that ring, you have to have the gloves, all that shit. Um, But it is perplexing that they over double the budget and...
0: It other. is not on screen. I bet they paid for. That. I bet that dance number somehow <laughs> was the reason it cost so much. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And get again, it.
1: it's it's actually not again because we haven't talked about it yet. An American Werewolf in London, which is an amazing werewolf movie that has one of the best transitions to a werewolf I think I've ever seen, hmm. is 1981. It's six years before this. Yeah. And yet they not only don't really capture and I think part of it is they try to keep the werewolf as you know anthropomorphized human as possible which yeah. is also a challenge And they weren't
0: like it, the fact that it's is this labeled as a horror movie or is it is it genuinely just like a sports coming of age teen comedy because or a horror parody? That's the thing. It's not even a horror parody because there's no there's no aspect of fear in any of these
1: films. According to IMDb, they have this categorized as a fantasy film, and I think that's because even though it uses horror tropes, a werewolf, yeah, there is no attempt at being scary here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess there's meant to be some like intimidation from force with the eyes thing, but even yeah. that's a stretch.
0: And it's so cheesy. Like it's not. Oh, t- it's super <laughs> duper cheesy. Super yeah. duper duper cheesy. And the fact that <laughs> they use their powers, their powers or their their this red eye thing they have going to make sure they can enroll in the, the classes that they were originally enrolled in and to make sure at the end the dean doesn't fuck with this wolf. It's just like if you have the ability like honestly, like I feel like with the with the power that they have, they could have done whatever the fuck they wanted. They're wolves. It doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Well, again, that's the more interesting plot (laughs) that they chose not to do. I'm just going to get angry. (laughs) So the film had a budget of $3 million, which was, again, uh, uh, when you consider the jump from Valley Girl of $350,000 all the way up to this, uh, Atlantic releasing, Atlantic Entertainment, I saw it by two names in my research, really upped how much they were willing to invest. The film was profitable, um, in its opening weekend, it made $2.7 million, but overall, its, it's worldwide gross was $7.8 million. Mm-hmm. So it did double its money, but obviously a massive diminishing return from the original, lacking the sudden star power from Michael J. Fox, as well as the timing, because Back to the Future. Um, and this was received even more poorly than the original, in part probably because there is no fascination with Michael J. Fox at that time. He is also a better actor Bateman. at this point in his life than Jason Bateman was at oh. this point in his life. Yeah. Um, for instance, if you want to go by uh, Metascore, which is one of the rating systems that IMDb uses, um, Teen Wolf: The Original has a Metascore of 25 on a scale that goes up to 100, um, which is bad. It's very, very bad. Sure. Teen Wolf Two, eight. <laughs>
0: Damn, but I love I love Jason Bateman. I think truthfully, what I will say about this film is all of the the cast acted their asses off. Everyone went for it.
1: That's for sure. Yeah. Everybody everybody went for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this film is actually famous for putting Jason Bateman in movie jail. Um, he this was his first this was his feature film debut. As we had mentioned in the beginning, mm-hmm. he did not appear in a film of any kind until 1991
0: wow. four
1: years after this had come out he was the leading man in teen wolf 2 would you like to take take a guess at how long until he got his next leading man position what in year? a film was the, it? this movie came out in 1987
0: 98
1: Two thousand nine.
0: Oh my God!
1: When the movie Extract came out, written and directed by Mike Judge, starring Jason Bateman, Kristen Wiig, and Ben. Did he do
0: nothing in between? No, no, he he acted the entire
1: time. He did well, and and he had supporting roles in films. Right, you know, he he had been in uh, Dodgeball, which was another. uh, No, that wasn't Mike Judge. I might have to take that. No, no, no. Uh, he was in Juno, he was in Mr. McGorm's Wonder, Emporium, Smoke and Aces, like the breakup movies that people know. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of TV, but he, and I don't know if this was necessarily strictly because of the view that he was not a leading man based on this film, but a 22 year gap after what seemed like a big step forward in his career, certainly you look at this film which was so critically poorly received, and not necessarily a financial flop, but did not put asses in seats. And it's it's tough not to come away with looking at this movie and saying that's partly the blame here.
0: Right.
1: Any um, <laughs> any final thoughts on Teen Wolf two? Oh, do you think this film stands by itself? No. Can you watch this? Right off the bat, yeah.
0: No, I don't. It, uh...
1: but that's also a failure of this as as what I guess we could qualify as a, as a comedy film because uh, you could watch. It's not a good movie. You could watch Hangover Part Two. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> but and, and you could be like, I understand exactly I, what's happening. I exactly. don't need, com-. and that's that's what comedy. A lot of comedy franchises are supposed to do. You could watch Naked Gun, thirty three and a third. Without having watched the first two Naked Guns and be along for the ride and not be confused. This film borrows so much from the original, but without actually expanding upon it. Yeah. Which is, again, why Cal and I are here scratching our heads at it.
0: Right. And there's something to be said about like a funny film that's not good. This was neither good nor funny.
1: I had some laughs. I had some real laughs. I'm not, I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm not above it. I had some real good laughs. Uh, Sorry. I don't the know. the frog fight scene that was fucking funny.
0: I think like just the absurdity of it like I couldn't really enjoy it cuz I was just like what the it would I would have laughed if he turned into a wolf mid fight and then ate a frog.
1: I really <laughs> thought I really thought that on the last punch Jason Bateman gave to win that fight, you would see a wolf arm.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: I thought that was going to be his thing, is like, he learned how to control it, not that he's giving it up, right. because it's part of who he is, and because it was needed of him to win the fight, um, but not letting it take over him. I yeah. thought that, and then, of course, he that got- 10-minute long fucking fight. Uh, he got- just railed for like in in movie time I don't know three entire minutes of film and then swung arms for 30 seconds and won the f- it was so stupid so stupid anyway <laughs> any other closing thoughts on this film
0: no I am interested to see or just to venture to see what the the TV show did but yeah
1: fortunately tv show sequels are not a part of the scope of this podcast yeah but uh maybe we will watch that on our own time
0: well also but when they come out with the, the third or the remake that is part of the podcast so maybe next year there'll be a revisit of this episode
1: perhaps we will soon venture back into the world of teen wolf but until that day comes thank you all for joining us take care
0: bye